Hello and welcome to the Ted Jones World Podcast. I am your host, Ted Jones, alongside Peter Moran. Peter Moran. Dude, you look cute today, man. Thank you. What is it? What's I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. You got like a nice glow. Did you take a nap earlier or what? Uh, I slept in. Does that count? It's five o'clock. I've been up for for six hours from like my <laughs> official exiting the bed. Yeah, baby. And you got like a nice little. Uh, you got a nice little party going on on your wrist. Some red yeah. action. What's that? Some red yarn. Yeah, something like that. I don't, I'm not a big like bling guy, but okay. but if I wore if I wore a watch and dressed casually, would that be cool? If I wore like a like a fancy watch, but I dressed well, what kind of what kind of watch you? is a fancy watch though? I don't know something you'd see with a with a suit. All I I don't know watches. I don't know Rolex. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know like a, if you were wearing a Rolex like right now, yeah, like mid casual, that could be kind of a flex, dude. Like you, yeah. Wearing, just a rose gold or just a plain yeah plain jane gold roly or ap something like yeah. that dude i used to be like <laughs> okay semi- you know what you're talking yeah okay so i used to be like semi into watches that I doesn't guess. surprise me at all yeah but this was back when like i had way less okay and i'm not i'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying i have a lot of money right now but like back in the day when like if i were to spend my entire net worth and just get like a twenty thousand dollar rolex that was kind of like the uh-huh. only thing i was searching online it's just like <laughs> How can I potentially get a Rolex that just like, it, it was also something that I would maybe wear out to like the club, you know, like when yeah. I was living that whole, that whole lifestyle Yeah, where it was just like, when oh money yeah, I don't actually have everything. money, but I want you, I want you to think I have money. What'd you say? You have made me think you have money just by your lack of interest in money. So maybe that's the bigger flex. Maybe that's interest. what it's all about. I don't know. I guess maybe you're right. Uh, Why? Because I just wear like the same thing every time <laughs> you see me. Well, no, I'm usually you... I'm in like the black sweats and maybe like a t-shirt, something like that. Yeah, no, it's casual. I think that's I I think that's always the bigger flex. But I do in my I have unlimited resources fantasy in my head. Like I'm dressed in pretty casual attire like joggers in like a a henley and i'm rocking like a disgusting watch like (laughs) absolutely i hear you know the the watch i mean the watch is usually a flex you know if somebody's wearing a nice watch it's it's known that they likely have some money but then again yeah like you see athletes and you see the rappers the first thing they spend their money on man is bling and that that Mm -hmm. could be something that could get them into trouble am i right (laughs) is that a thing Like, like i know it's huge in rap like you need to spend spending time you, Lil Uzi put a 24 million dollar diamond in his forehead this is like two weeks old now did, did yeah. you see that when that was going uh, on dude I did and that's more fact, than his net worth but the thing no dude you know it took him six years apparently to pay off so like he was paying this jeweler four mil a year for the past six years so he's been paying for it yes been, so like that is yeah, like a while ago he made the decision he was like all right I'm gonna put this thing in well you know what actually I don't know what happened initially I know uh-huh. that initially he wanted the diamond, like he was for sure going to get it. He started the yeah. payment process, but I don't know how like a long he got where he was yeah. like, all right, yeah, I want to put it in the center of my head or slightly off center. That's crazy though, because like there's no flesh in the forehead that, that like you have to base it to the skull, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely a lack of flesh. Like if you I mean, it's mess around in between like your eyebrows, maybe you can find some to like kind of put it in <laughs> scooch there. Scooch it up. Yeah. yeah. But I at mean, the same time, no, you're right. And he was also saying that he could die if they, if they take it out incorrectly. No? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm imagining that it is, it is like installed in his, in his skull up yeah. front. I don't know, but yes, but rap, but rappers and basketball, basketball, football, rappers and athletes, I'd say, yeah, spend their first money 
on maybe a piece of jewelry or a car. It never I don't, really goes into an investment, I think, or from what I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I think, I don't know. It feels more like a stereotype, but with yeah, rap, it does. it's like a rite of passage. So, so I get it in rap for sure. Um, but, but I, not just the discomfort in the seemingly constant headaches that we'd go with that. Just like, how are you not fearing for your life at all times? Twenty-four you, million dollars. About, yeah, like somebody could just your, chop his head off and run away with his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah like people like, have been people have been jumped for their me box before, you know. So yeah, people people get shot because they're carrying you know half a million cash. On, yeah, fifty bucks, whatever, dude. You know. Yeah. So I, I I mean I don't know. I question I question that motive, but then again, like it's a pretty cool look. I guess it's very unique. <laughs> not a cool look he looks stupid <laughs> i'm i'm anti i i pass on that move i'm against so it. peter why did you wake up so late today dude it was just uh it was a leisurely work day I, i'm like an 8 30 wake up and then hit the snooze till 9 15 normally yeah and i just cruised way past that and then i got into it and then you hit like a mental block at like 9 40 where you're like oh i am disgusted with who i've become so then you don't want to <laughs> face reality you just remain in your life of sin before coming clean you know that's from nine forty to 11 that's where i was do you have sun coming into your room in the morning or no a little bit but i got you know i got the curtains up but they're white curtains you can get through you can see oh right so you get like a nice little morning a nice little morning shine especially since it's uh it's probably shining off that snow that we have left out there for yeah whatever we have left but i mean compared to other parts of the country man our snow is not so bad have you been seeing what's going yeah. on in texas yeah, some so some wild Crazy. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I people are people are dying. I guess. It's so apparently, like, so apparently, it's just like the power grid and the I, I mean, the systems that have been put in place in these houses and stuff just cannot stand withstand this colder weather. Which makes me think, you know, like on I don't I don't want to use TikTok as my news source, but I guess I will. <laughs> We've for been like over all, this. Yeah. So like for all these brokers and stuff that are showing uh these places in Texas, they're like, oh like look what you can buy in Texas for two hundred and eighty nine thousand yeah. dollars compared to what you can get in like a Jersey City or you can't even get anything in Manhattan for this price. Oh. It's starting to make me kind of think, were these houses built, you know, uh, significantly cheaper than other houses in climates that need to you know, bear the winter months. That's a, that's fair. I, it's totally speculative. So I, I have no idea, but I would guess kind of in different climates, you have different, like, like material security type material, uh, whatever it is like, you know, they have some flooding in Texas. So maybe it's more invested in protection against that. where not so much in a different area and so on earthquake protection in California. I don't know like, yeah, like heat, what that involves, but, but it seems like, they were not, they're not prepared for the unlikely. It's not like this is impossible. It's not like preparing for negative 100 degree temperatures. Like it does sometimes snow in Texas. It's not unheard of. But I would think that like the insurance levels and also like what people have coverage for would be completely different. You know, like I got, I had my, um, my renter's insurance run out like a month yeah. ago and i'm just like why oh, the hell oh would living I... living crazy i should rob you right now <laughs> why do i need I'm renters like, come get insurance. that rolex you know what i mean and now and now i'm thinking like all right well maybe i do potentially need to spend like 250 dollars for the year on renter's insurance yeah do you, you have do you yeah yeah it's i why hate though? it i hate doing because otherwise you you're liable for all this i want to be confident that if my place gets destroyed i'm not on the hook wait you mean for my... this stuff inside of your apartment or your apartment yeah, itself? both 
both. I don't, I don't know if I, I like, I wouldn't be on the hook. It, well, actually, no. In 2018, there was a pipe burst and there was like mild water damage in our place. And we, we did have renter's insurance, but instead of making a claim, we dealt with the landlord who gave us like, it was four people. It was like $7,000 uh, total, like a, like a free month to us. Um, if we didn't file a claim, wow. so it was used as leverage in that scenario, but we probably could have filed a claim and gotten some money. It would have been way more paperwork and probably less. So it worked out for both of us, but, but yeah, that's a reason to have it. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, not like realistically, the only thought I've now had is like, well, I mean, yeah, you're right. A pipe could burst. I can freaking, it could go over my couch. You never know, dude. You never gear. know. Yeah. I guess you're right. It could be worth the 250 it's, yeah, bucks. Piece of I mean, what? 20 bucks a month. Come on. Like that's such a tiny fraction of, of your rent to just yeah. make sure you're not getting screwed insurance is the, is the most annoying thing like i'll i hate paying for it you rent a car you pay insurance but like oh. how do you want to live your life you know yeah I'll, I'll, but also i feel like there's so many things that like you have to this is like another item on the spreadsheet you know i know you you casually keep a spreadsheet here and there but you like is this another goddamn line item i'm like spectrum yeah. 150 bucks freaking renters insurance 20 bucks so 250 for the month like i'm spending that know. much on hbo come on how, it's like, <laughs> how, so, how much are you doing your laundry by the way this is uh, a, this is a question where like people in new york are like oh yeah i have the washer dryer uh, i have the dishwasher and then they pay through the roof how often do you do your laundry deal. i send my laundry out so i try to do it really infrequently yeah i do it too. because it's expensive 35 bucks to get most of my laundry done that's not even like dry cleaning or anything like that which isn't a thing when i'm not going to the office but yeah it's like 35 bucks i try to do it uh, three times every two months. So okay. like, so yeah, like I, I spend, I spend like around $30 every two weeks. So you figure it's like $15, um, $15 a week. I yeah. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks that you have to spend that money, but it is what it is. Uh, like, like New York isn't just expensive because the rents up. It's all these little convenience fees that, that yeah. get jacked on. It's like anytime you walk on the street, you start spending money. Like anytime yeah. that I realistically spend more than, I don't know, spend like more than four hours in the street. Like there's no way that I'm going to spend oh. under $20. You know what I mean? Are you kidding need me? The, I need, the coffee, need the coffee, need the lunch and boom, I'm already at 30 bucks. And yeah. then, you know, if I want to take the subway a few places and then that's 275 plus 275. So it, it's to spend $50 in a day in New York is, I don't want to say difficult. way easier than uh, all other places, like all other cities. But I mean, it's got to be up there it's difficult to avoid spending $50 in a given day, even when you don't even leave the house, just ordering a couple meals. Totally. And also, well, when you were in Buffalo though, like what was the money you'd spend? You'd, you'd spend like you'd put, you'd put gas in your car and then maybe you'd go to like the local, whatever grocery store gas station to get a snack, something like that. Yeah. Very, very, very low cost. If I, especially when I was in Buffalo, I was like living with my parents. I was hardly paying for food and I was, it's, you know, it's a pandemic. I wasn't driving. They were, they were only charging you 30 bucks a night. Right? If they charged me 30 right. bucks a night and I had to rent a car to go there and back, I would still save money if I stayed there for like 15 <laughs> or 18 days. It's bananas. Uh, it, yeah. Like there's something, I have a big mental block about living with my parents, not mental block. I just don't want to do that. And I don't want to, you know, I'm in my mid twenties. I don't want to do that. But, right, but, but it's also, I, I think it's also very different though, that your family like lives in Buffalo. You know, like if you yeah. were to be living at home in Buffalo, like what would you be doing? No offense. That's like really yeah. exciting at your age. You know? <laughs> what? What, I mean, what would you be? You know what I mean? Like what, what would you be doing? Do you think if you lived at home with your parents in Buffalo right now, what would be your job? Oh, I mean, I mean, 
I'm talking about during this pandemic. Like oh, I nothing. Oh, I, thought, yeah. I thought you meant just like living back home in Buffalo. Oh, and yeah, no. But I do. I am. I moved to LA right after I pretty much right after I graduated, right. and I spent a year there. But I do kind of like people that can. Uh, who live with their parents for the first year out of college. I think it's a great idea. I it's think like leaving the, the city is important. Getting out, like it's different for you. You know, you grew up in Manhattan, but anyone else, like if you grew up in a normal suburb, getting out of the city or getting out of that area for a while is important. But like your life will be changed financially. If you have the opportunity to live with your parents for a year while working, like it, yeah, it's a my, completely my, different path. My my friend who is uh, my age, who I guess is what that gets a year and a half older than you, whatever. He's twenty eight. He lit like this past year. He has still kept his apartment in the city. He's been there probably twenty times over the past year, and has just been living in Connecticut with his parents. Now, yeah. has he missed out on a bunch of social? opportunities in new york probably not because of covid yeah but has he missed out on potential um new york city life things that would be would have been exciting during this time maybe but he's also i'd say he's saving a bunch of money but like at this point in our lives like do we want to kind of stall i don't want to say if it's stalling like going back and living with your parents but like it's definitely the move to try and save as much money for as long as you can right after you get out of college because like I mean, how many people are making more than $50,000 right, right out of college? Right. And all that money is going to be going towards rent and beer on the weekends, you know? So like... Totally. It, living at home for one year can't... I mean, doesn't sound that bad. And if you have to room with two roommates in like a small space to save more money, it's just good to get like a first step. You know what I mean? That's true as well. If you're from a place where rent is cheap and you got a few friends like in your hometown or, or wherever, like, yeah, buckle down and, and live in a terrible place for 300 a month. Like the longer you put off living the way you want to ultimately live, the sooner you can get <laughs> to that point. You know, like, and, and once like, like I shared a bedroom throughout college once yeah, I'm out of college. Right. Like, I'm obviously not sharing a bedroom anymore. It would be impossible to share a bedroom, even at 22 years old. Like these are the things where once you go there, you can never go back to the old lifestyle. Yeah, you it's, can it's, never fun, do that. it's funny you mentioned that, man. Like I remember being in college and like living in the smallest quarters and like sharing a bathroom with six other dudes and being like, oh, like this is the sick dorm on campus. So like yeah. your standard really kind of changes, especially if like you go to the city and you live in a cool apartment with a roommate and you guys share a bathroom. Okay. That's fine. And then you go and you live in an apartment that's like really small, but you're living alone. You're like, Holy shit. I never want to have a roommate again. So you get spoiled like really easily, really easily. And that's why I'm all for like, like making yourself wait. Uh, and that's the opportunity the first year after college, right? Suck it up and save, say you're going to spend low end a thousand on rent that's 12 grand in your bank account that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And probably a lot more based on higher rents and food and whatnot. Um, again, if you have that opportunity. So I I'm all for that. Yeah, but, we're just uh, but I'm life advice here, dude. I'm a bad, like, yeah. Speaking of life advice, let's, uh, let's uh, hear what you got for us this time. We got, I heard someone uh, popped up in the DMS. Oh um, yes. Wait, thing. but I thought yeah. you were talking, you were, t- wait, we were talking about life advice. Did you want to continue what you were going to say before? Yeah. I- yeah. I want to finish yep. it, but I want to get ahead. to that first. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm kind of a hypocrite. I'm not a great example, but yeah, I just think de- deferring your deferred gratitude, you know, like that's something that's just really worth it financially and otherwise, but most significantly financially, because once you level up, you can't go down. It's like people joke about all the time. Oh, you're in college drinking Natty Lights and now you drink the Bud Light. Now you drink the IPA. Like, yeah, that's the normal progression. And once you get to that point, 
yeah, I couldn't, I would hate to drink like college liquor right now. Now, is this also going to be a little bit of a, I don't want to say like, um, like a snap back into like reality kind of thing, but like a a few of my friends are getting um, apartments in the city right now when the rent, when the rent is really low and they have a guaranteed rent of whatever it is. Like, let's say they have a one bedroom and it's 3,500 and it's guaranteed that for the entire year. And then if they decide to stay, the rent will jump up to like 4,350 or whatever it is. So I wonder if people are going to be living in these situations that they could afford right now and then they'll overspend in a year because they don't want to downgrade. You know, like people are really going to be living on their high horses for this year, especially in New York City with the rents going down. And then what, are they going to move to a shittier apartment? I just don't like mindset wise. And especially since you're talking about how people, once they're up on like this echelon, they don't want to go lower. It'll, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be difficult. I mean, that's a very, very relevant to my life situation. Yeah, like your le- and your lease is coming up soon. You must be looking. It's coming up in a few months this summer, and I'm going to need to get – I want to move into my own place. Uh, and because I'm like, I can snap at a lower price, and then I can be there long term as opposed to my prior plan, which was probably to wait a few more years. Uh, but my thought process is not to go crazy, not to like – max out my yeah. budget on this because it will come up but i don't think it's going to jump back to pre-pandemic prices in a year because yeah it still takes a while for people to come back and to move in and the, the market is the market you know like people aren't all of a sudden just like yeah let's go up but will there be a, a hike after a year most likely um, yeah and and i think also like most apartments that are even offering that lower rent like want to hike it up in year two you know just because they were they've come so far down off their original rent or whatever it was you know totally they're they're definitely looking to do that when they get the chance no doubt okay peter so you want to get into this uh this dm that i have here let's hear it okay so um this is actually um interesting dm that i got i'm not 100 percent sure if um this girl who sent it in is from america or the english isn't that great but okay this is from annie and Annie goes, have you ever dated a girl who is more funnier than you? Question mark. Because that may happen. Laugh face, laugh face, laugh face, <laughs> wink. So I'm not okay. really sure if that's a, I think that is a question, but she kind of sounds like she's implying that she's going to like. It sounds us. like, it sounds like you're being flirted with. <laughs> okay. So Peter, have you ever, have you, have you ever dated a girl who is funnier than you? I've never dated someone more funnier than it. No. Um, and is that the right way to say it? No, just funnier. Yeah, there's no more uh, funnier. Andy, yeah, thank well, you for sending in the DM, though. You're sorry. Sweet. Sorry for the light roast and the fact that... <laughs> yeah, dude, Jesus. And also, dude, this was after I was telling you. I was like, dude, yeah. we got to be nicer. We got to be nicer during our listener yeah, emails. Yeah, Andy, Andy, get I out the DM. got the light roast. It was a terrific DM. But Peter, go ahead. I, I, I look for funny. It's a huge priority of mine. I can't say, have I dated someone funnier than me? Like, I've dated some women that are very very funny and make me laugh a lot some of the funniest people i know I've, I've been involved with a couple of them so so it's up for for debate i think highly of my own sense of humor and i think also like you connect with someone you have chemistry and your humor builds when you're with them because you have all those inside jokes and the, the ability to to rip oh, together yeah but... man, there's nothing like a good inside joke with you <laughs> yeah dude uh yeah you just that warmed my heart um yeah i don't <laughs> I've dated people that are debatably funnier than, than I am in a couple of circumstances. But and I rea- loved it. And I but, loved it. But realistically, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I would want to date someone funnier than me, but like, I wouldn't really think oh. of it like that. 
Yeah, I mean, well, it's I don't not know, like, you know what I mean. It's not like oh, this oh man, she's too funny for me. You know, like yeah, I've never I've never been like oh, you're too funny. That's that's a a turn off. I also haven't been around so like where I didn't feel like I could keep up. But I would totally. hate to be with someone who didn't. You want you want to di- the funnier the better. In my mind, funny and attractive, uh, and intelligent, all those things. Like yeah, max out on them. What is that? What does that measure up to in terms of one word? Like quirky? I don't know if intelligence Ooh. is in quirky. Is it? No, not at all. I don't think that quirky is even close. It, no. <laughs> funny and intelligent and uh, attractive. Quirky? No, I'm. Quirky's like you do weird little things sometimes. Hey, look, okay. I'm quirky. I'm wearing a blouse for I'm pants. I'm wearing corduroy. That's, right, right, yeah. Right. Okay. Like um. So so I can't definitively answer if I did someone funnier than me, but but. I say the more funny you are, the the, the more the merrier you are to me. Yeah, I guess. What about right. you? I don't know what. What about you? What, what's your um, I, I mean, I've definitely dated people who I've deemed to be funny, for sure, and like I can share a laugh with. But like, I don't know. I don't really know if this is like a question. I don't. I don't know if if I if we should have picked that one to go over. Have you ever <laughs> dated somebody more funny? I I I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely dated. I've definitely been with funny people. Let's yeah. let's keep it at that. <laughs> okay. Would your would any of your exes say you've been with someone funnier than than you? Would they think that they're funnier than me. Yeah. No shot. No okay. shot. Okay. Well, I so... mean, like, how many girlfriends have I had in my life? I'd say five, probably. Where like they've been actually my girlfriend. So five. I don't think any of them would have said that they're funnier than me. Maybe that we've had like fun times, <laughs> okay. or like they could be <laughs> they could deem themselves funny. But uh, besides that, I don't really know. It's yet. very, very um, le- less than encouraging. Sure, uh, I guess so. <laughs> so let's, uh, I, want, I want to recap last episode, the LitCast, uh, episode 100. <laughs> we had a terrific time. Peter, you were sucking down some tall boys. I was smoking some pot. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, I had a good time. Um, something, something I like is that, you know, I appreciate you and I get along with you, but yeah. I don't care about you enough. Uh-huh. to where i can't um laugh at your misery or see something bad happen to you <laughs> and find joy in it and i think that's a perfect balance for me to get the most out of this content is it like i agree i know I, I agree and we talked about this did we talk about this <laughs> last time or the episode before that how you want me to find perfect happiness but you also don't mind if i don't yeah i i it's want you to like prioritize that. content over happiness right. which um, i'm doing which i'm absolutely doing good good I and dude it. and also i don't i i who knows i can't keep track of like the last the last specific maybe hinge person i was talking about no uh-huh. it was a girl who when i left the business card on the table i ended up not double texting her i know that there was some chatter about right. if i was going to double text her but right. we decided that she was likely either 20 or 21 years old <laughs> and the double texting is just not for me i'm, I'm over double texting because like I mean, you see me right now, bro. I'm single. It hasn't gotten me anywhere. So I think the double texting for right now, I'm, I'm retiring it. I don't know You're about retiring. you. It depends on, on the circumstance. Like, like if it was a fun conversation that reached a natural end, I will definitely follow up oh, on that. Oh, right, right, right. I th- but I wouldn't think that as like a yeah. double text. But at the same time, if you were to look at this text that I had, maybe you would consider if I were to, you know, jump back in, then it wouldn't be a double text because it kind of ended on like a solid note. But it also yeah. ended on like an, like a, this is kind of it note. I was also kind of, I was also weirded out that she made me take a COVID test and then never hung out with me. Well, is that a, not weird? It's weird that she never hung out with you. Yeah, that, that that would be the prior. Right, 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 um, right, right. Yeah, we, we talked on that. Prior desire. Uh, 
I've got I've got an email for us to close. Oh, let's hit, let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit an email, pal. All right. All right. Um, this is from Eliza. She's 28. She didn't include the city because it seems like she might not want some people to hear about this. We got a little okay. juice from All Eliza. Right. Let's do it. All right. Bear with me. Hey, guys. Love the pod. Hope you're doing well. I'm in a group of six friends from college. It's been several years and we're still all close, mainly because of the group chat we have, but also because we're in the same general area and we can still see each other. We've remained close through two marriages, several moves, and a baby, except for one of the girls who I hate. She's completely different than she was when we first became friends, and we cannot disagree more on just about everything. Not only that, but she's exceptionally argumentative and seems to always be looking for a fight. It's at the point where it's basically acknowledged that we don't like each other, but we still hang out in the same group. I'm almost losing my appreciation for the other friends for still liking her, but they're almost... But they're almost my entire community here, and I love them. I just don't know how to handle having these hangouts ruined by having to see my worst enemy whenever I see my friends. If I back off, she'll use my absence to poison them against me. She's tried this once before. How do I handle this? Sincerely, we aren't family. Um, Eliza, this has definitely happened to me before where – Yeah, well, where I've had like a group of friends – I guess this kind of still is the case. I had a group of friends (laughs) – I had a group of friends and they were hanging out with this kid who like, I never liked. He's always like, he's always just a troublemaker and just so loud. And we get like belligerently drunk and just be an idiot. And like my friend and like some of my friends still like to hang out with him. So whenever he was around, like I just, I really just stayed away. Yeah. And I think that your friends will realize that this, if this person really does suck, like your friends will realize that that particular person sucks and they'll, they'll, attract themselves more to you just because you're a better person eliza you know what i mean peter i don't know if you've ever had a situation like this but anytime that a person tries to like start drama and tries to like stir the pot i feel like it always ends up backfiring for them i would say usually i i can the details are a little bit unclear here because and i'm taking you at your word eliza but it sounds like you two specifically just very much don't get along the her trying to use your absence to poison them. Like depending on what you mean by that, yeah. is pretty strong indictment of her, her character, but it, I, yeah, I don't know. It feels at, that it's been this long. Um, they're 28. They were friends in college. It feels like if it's been this long that, you know, the group is the group and you just need to like try to find some level of boundary. There's six people in the group. You know, you can hang out with your friends. You can do mm-hmm. your thing. You can keep your distance. to I can like kind of relate to this as well. Um, I have a friend in a long-term friend group that we don't get along very well, but it's more at the point, like we'll get into an argument from time to time, but it's more at the point where it's like the group is having fun and we're just like peripherally having fun. Right. I'm having fun with all the people. You're having fun with all the people. Well, how, many people fun how many with people are other. in that group? Up to eight, but, but you know, in a group of four or more, I can hang out. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know? these, and these are your friends from home or from? Uh, these, are, these are friends from, from home. From oh, okay, so you've, know, so you've known them all for a while. Known, like, known them for a while. Okay. Relationships have evolved for sure. So I can, I can get that. I can get a falling out with someone. It sounds, when you say, every time I see my friends, I also have to see my worst enemy that sounds pretty, pretty significant. And if it's the point where you hate being around them, then it needs to be addressed and you need to try to set up things. And I hate to say this, set up things that don't include her. And if people aren't down for that, then 
it needs to be addressed to something. People, but when the I group mean, is dependent, grow people grow yeah. apart. You know, Eliza said that she actually did used to like her, but like now can't stand her. People just sadly enough grow apart, you know? Yeah. I think what's best for you and what's probably best for her is again, to find like, you're not getting her out of the group unless she does something very obviously wrong in general to the group. And she's it sounds like it'll come though. Yeah, if she's as bad as you say, it'll come and she'll be gone. But if that's not happening, then just keep your peace, keep your distance, don't engage, enjoy your friends for who they are, and, and be yourself. If something comes up where you two are pitted against each other and it matters, do what you got to do. But but in general, I would just avoid. There's a million people you're not going to like. One of them happens to be close with all your best friends. That sucks. But but yeah, I would just you know show up late to events. Yeah, and I think your friends will gravitate towards you also. You know, the more like you kind of show that you're doing your own thing and they'll realize that this friend kind of sucks in general. If she does suck that much, then I mean, it won't take that. It won't take your friends to really realize. And I'm sure like you've mentioned it to other friends in the group. Has she not? Well, if she feels this strongly, I would assume that she she maybe has, but put the pump, the brakes on pump the brakes. Yeah. If you say it's at the point where it's basically acknowledged that we hate each other it sounds like your friends are probably accommodating, even if they're not willing to condemn her, your friends are, are probably accommodating of the fact that like, let's keep Eliza and so-and-so away from each other a little bit. Let's not do a Eliza so-and-so and me are the first ones to show up at this baby shower, you know, right? show up later to events and, you know, and don't spend as much, just spend limited amount of time with this girl. If you have a friend group of seven or eight, it could be you can you can avoid them. For the yeah, most part. You, you got people. You probably have significant others involved in the group now. The numbers grow, uh, and plus, like, who knows how much you've been seeing these people over the last year? Hopefully, when the dust settles and you get to be more social again, you know she's she's different. She's changed. She moved away. Yeah, who know? I mean, who knows when that's really going to be? And even in New York City, <laughs> here they're starting to talk about potentially opening up uh, indoor dining for fifty percent. When's that going to happen, Peter? Like, do you know? Like do you now. have the crystal ball? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I assumed that would be the next step, but I, I figured it would be a while. Um, so, yeah, I mean, now, again, it's a chance to kind of take a step back. And yeah. you can take a step back from your association with this. Yeah, and you, this have, ex- you, yeah, you have excuses not to go hang out with this girl, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, it's, it's, you know. a, it's a crazy time. So, Peter, before we wrap, before we wrap uh, this episode up here, uh, you got anything else exciting or what? No, we're just, uh, you know, just a, another nameless day in a life that feels a lot like the week between Christmas and New Year's. Well said. Peter Moran, <laughs> episode 101. Like, comment, subscribe. Woo! Let us know um, what you guys are thinking. Ted Jones World at gmail.com. I'm Peter Moran on IG, Twitter. And uh, we will see you guys for our next time. And goodbye.